part artificial intelligence, part modern dance, all cyberpunk, Winnipeg's six-piece Robojom is releasing its album Hollow Body on January 11th at the Bulldog Event Centre. If you're someone who enjoys robots, feminism, space travel, post-punk, performance art, new wave, comic books, techno, modern dance, raves, futurism, Robojom is for you. With raw cyberpunk energy, Robojom blends the post-apocalyptic future we imagined in the 80s with dark, steady grooves informed by the late aughts. January 11th, Bulldog Event Center, Robojom releases the Hollow Body album. We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of Way to Wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future, help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. Hey, this is Steve-O from Clipwing and In Two Months, and I want to invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue. We're your premier destination for all malted beverages in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Pride ourselves in providing a unique experience for each person who walks through our doors. So whether it's local, craft, succulent cider, or seasonal refreshments, we carry the brands you seek as well as those you've yet to discover. Come see us soon at 910 Region Avenue. That's the Beer Boutique. See you on the other side. So, if you're listening to this episode on the day it was supposed to come out, you probably noticed that it's a day late. And honestly, throughout the course of doing this show, I've been trying pretty hard to hit Wednesdays and weekends every week, you know, for years now. And usually I make it, every once in a while something happens where a show doesn't get released on time, but it's usually only a day or two after the usual date that it comes out. So, it's still good. Uh, This is still a very interesting episode. It's my conversation with Heather from Atlas, which is a band that I've known a lot about, uh, not really a lot about, but I've known about in the city for quite some time, but had never really delved too deeply into what they do. And I honestly wasn't even sure if Atlas was a band or if Atlas was the name that Heather used for herself. So it's kind of a cool conversation. Um, They're doing very interesting things with R&B, synth pop, and we talk about music as catharsis, about emerging from a bedroom cocoon and releasing songs into the world, and a whole lot more. As usual, I'm going to try to release episodes at least one a week, going until the end of the year, right through the holidays. Which Police Radio doesn't really take a break. I always try to have some kind of content available for you to listen to, even during the holiday season. But depending on what happens, some of those episodes might be archival episodes from the series of lost episodes that are not available on the current podcast feed, or maybe something else. Or it might just be regular interviews, so you have to wait and see. But there definitely will be some kind of content for you going right through the holiday season. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network.
right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in uh, this, what is it? it's a historic building, right? It oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been here before, but I'm always startled at how big these, uh, is this what you call a suite? Sure. Like, they're just deep and long and massive. And uh, Yeah, like outrageous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't even notice from the outside. You look at the windows, it seems like, oh, that's Normal probably apartment. reasonable apartments, but they're, they're just huge. It's unbelievably long hallways. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, um I think the best way to get started, I've listened to as much of your stuff as I could find online. We've been sort of following each other on social media for a while. And I have ideas about what you sound like and what it is you're doing. But I think the best way to kick things off is if you want to just explain sort of who you are and where you're coming from as far as the music goes. Okay. Um, well, I'm Heather and I sing and I'm the songwriter for Atlas. And where does it come from? Well, I, I guess maybe... Okay, <laughs> so that is oh, a really broad question. Um, <laughs> instead of where does it come from, I've seen you describe yourself online in you know Facebook pages, Bandcamp pages, whatever, as combining synth music and R&B. Sure. Is that, is that a fair description? I think so. Description? Yeah. So... What so was I, the inspiration? What was kind of... Yeah, what was the inspiration? And where are you coming from with those genres? Because I think that right. those are both very specific things that depending on... I mean, soul especially, right? Like, if you say soul music depending on who you're talking to and what their frame of reference is, it could mean some vastly different yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I grew up listening to, uh, a, like, a pretty wide um, category of music, but never listening to any of the top, top like, pop station, top sure. radio. Uh, nothing that my parents listened to was, like, the popular music of the time, okay. really. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of folk music, a lot of blues music, um, a lot of classical. Okay. And my mom was a super huge fan of, uh, like, punk from the 80s. Okay. Um, she would love to just rage and pogo around the house when she was cleaning. That's kind of awesome, actually. It yeah. was yeah. sick, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as I got older, I got more into jazz. I started listening to artists like Kurt Elling. Okay. And... Um, really got into John Hyatt and those kinds of artists. So yeah. I don't think, I think my, that's where my background in songwriting came from and my love of like a well-crafted song. Okay. And then as I got older, I sort of fell into boy bands yeah, when yeah. I was maybe in my tweens. Okay. Uh, and that got me into that kind of like opened the door to pop music for me. Um, I was never, I kind of ignored it before. It was never on my radar, but... I started listening to Mariah Carey. I started listening to Whitney Houston. Okay. Uh, so all these big powerhouse vocalists. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as I got older, I was listening to Miguel um, and yeah, Anderson Pack and these okay. kinds of things. Yeah. So those are all kind of things that inspire me. But sure. Yeah. And then where does the synthy side of things come from? Because I mean, that's the R and B sort of angle, that's right? Like, my emo side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I was also listening to like My Chemical Romance okay, yeah, and yeah. Panic at the Disco and and um, like oh like lots of indie indie music. I was super into to um, cool. <laughs> what who does Bohemian like you? You know oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. Dandy my, my, yeah, I yeah. was, well, <laughs> doesn't seem like I was that big no, of a fan. No, <laughs> the band name. But no, yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like into that kind of stuff too. So it kind of got my, piqued my interest in okay. indie music, which I think has kind of led naturally into synthy music as the sure. years went on. Yeah, because that's kind of the natural progression. It yeah, took, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, where do you kind of fit in then? 
or where did you fit in, I guess, within the local music scene? Because a lot of times I'm interviewing people and they come from, say, the punk scene. And that's what my background is, too, mm -hmm. like in the late 90s punk scene in Winnipeg. So for me, it's really easy to be like, oh, I know what shows you went to. Even if they're a bit younger than me, I can still kind of pinpoint that. But what were there bands you were listening to here that kind of covered some of those bases that you were interested in? I was kind of a, a hermit, I okay. would say, before I started playing in Winnipeg. Yeah. And I kind of wasn't really part of the music scene at all, I would say. Okay. I didn't start going to shows until, I, until or, yeah, really until I started playing shows. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Uh, it's kind of an unusual way to do it, I think, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I was always in my bedroom playing, playing by myself. Okay writing songs and I was really shy yeah and really um in like not confident in my in myself or my my music so it was like kind of just like my my release rather sure. than a re like something I wanted to share with people or or even yeah yeah that, realize, yeah that's super interesting because listening to your stuff I wouldn't think that at all like you have a very like you have a big voice you know like it doesn't seem like it would be Something you're trying to... Because usually when someone's reserved, you expect you expect <laughs> kind of a very soft, quiet, like not... You know, and you yeah. do the opposite of that. Well, and it's funny because when I was younger, people would always be shocked when I okay. would sing. Okay. <laughs> They'd be like, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a lot of people would ask me that. Uh, and I think my personality matches my <laughs> stage presence, okay. I guess. My voice okay. a little bit more now. I'm a little bit more outgoing and confident. Is that just from experience uh, of singing on stage and things like that? or? Yeah, I think, well, just in life. Just sure. kind of getting older and kind of getting more of a sense of who I am and uh, what I really believe in okay. and what I really want to achieve. And Is those... that reflected in the songwriting as well? I think so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Definitely. So at what point did you decide then, as someone who kind of wasn't involved in the music scene, what made you decide to, you know, get out of your room and go out and actually <laughs> perform this in front of people? Because that's a huge, especially if you're shy, it's a huge step, right? Oh, to, yeah. To take something that can be done in a super personal way and like mm -hmm. kind of put it out in the world. Yeah. And that's kind of why I held back for so long is because I felt kind of fragile. Like I felt like if I shared my music with the world and it was rejected, it would, like, destroy me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. And then I... This thing happened in my life where my parents... I was maybe 20, 21, and I was still living at home. My parents moved away um, to Alberta. Okay. And they offered to help me uh, if I wanted to go to school. Okay, cool. And stay in Winnipeg because I wanted to stay here, but they were like... You gotta come with us, unless you, or you're gonna get a university education. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to do that, and I went to theater school, and I got a theater okay. degree. Um, well, that's gonna help with the uh, the stage presence and stuff too, right? Huge yeah. amount, yeah. yeah. So that really helped me build my confidence. Um, and after that, I was writing for plays. I was writing music for um, movies and oh, cool. and 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 theater shows, and I just randomly wound up writing a um like a theme song for this movie called space hotel it's a good name it was a good movie okay <laughs> it was very crazy it was very messed up um and i we recorded in the basement of this guy who ended up being the the first person i worked with on atlas okay and that was that was um when i kind of took that step of saying i think i'm ready to kind of put my my own music out i have some songs that i really like yeah. and feel like i want to share
always the name yeah atlas was the name forever okay like i was playing in my bedroom i was and you I, already had that like is that was oh like, yeah okay. oh okay. yeah so long ago it was like my, my my myspace name <laughs> so that this that dates back a bit yeah for sure for sure <laughs> yeah somehow myspace still exists too which is baffling to me i I, I tried to log into my account and i can't so i don't know <laughs> but 
There are some old songs on there that oh, really? I really wanted to get to, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, they're stuck there forever. <laughs> yeah, they are. So I'm sure you ask this all the time, but why the two A's? Or I guess three A's. Yeah. Well, I yeah. was, I mean, I assumed it was pronounced Atlas, but every time I look at it, it's like, is it Atlas? Is there some kind of odd pronunciation here? But... No, yeah, that, it wasn't that. It was kind of a, I, when I first started, it was just Atlas, A-T-L-A-S. And once I decided to um, get into just doing it publicly, doing it in the music scene here, um, I kind of was doing some reading and went online and was like, oh, how many other bands are there called Atlas? There's probably a lot, right? There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. So I wanted to make it stand out and uh, look different. I liked how it looked yeah, it does as look well. Cool. Um, Is it always all caps too? Yeah, always caps. And so that, those two things combined um, kind of made me add the A. Okay. But yeah, it was it was it was a bit ha- half and half. Yeah. I'm glad there's not some kind of weird. It's not some foreign word or something here. No. That they <laughs> it's just mainly practicality. Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 What, what is it about the name that always appealed though? Like even before you were playing shows, what, why Atlas? There's a bunch of different things. Um, growing up, I read... My mom had these old Spider-Man comics and, like, uh, mystery, scary story comics. Okay. Kind Your mom of sounds super cool, stuff. by the way. She's super cool. <laughs> so cool. Way cooler than me. Uh, she had these comics, and I would reread them. And at the back, there were, like, these really old ads for, like, x-ray glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And, like, yeah. And the Charles Atlas thing? Is that what it's from? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, So cool. I... That always stuck with me. And then I also always had a fascination with kind of outer space and exploration. Sure. And I thought that kind of was also another thing that would be able to... Would, would fit with Atlas. And the last thing was that it was gender neutral. And I okay. wanted it to not be a project just aimed at women. Okay, sure. Like yeah. you thought if you had your actual name, it might give people an idea of what they thought it would be sort of thing? Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, I guess that's... I've never thought about that, but I guess, yeah, whenever there's a, a group or an artist where it's just their name, there's definitely people put some kind of opinion on that, right? They decide... Yeah. On the, you know, if it's a Steve Smith band, they're like, whatever so, Steve Smith means to them. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So was it always a band, though, or was it... Because that was the other thing I wasn't sure about at first, too, because I've seen, you know... Um, stuff online and everything and atlas always seems to have you as the the figurehead basically right yes and you're obviously the songwriter and everything but was it originally a solo project or did you always have the band in mind as, as, as a group i think i i think over the last few years i've been figuring that out it started as a solo project because it was just like it was because your... it was just me yeah yeah on my piano um but I think the val like I really really value working with other people now. Yeah. I think before, when it was solo, I you know it's it was scary to kind of branch out and be vulnerable in that way of sharing something I created and sure. like a cathartic moment with uh, other people and having them judge it or yeah. not understand it. Well, I guess they'll, they'll their feelings about it will be totally different from yours. For just sure. Necessarily, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I can't control what other people feel, so I was really protective of that. Okay. But now I think it really when you find the right people to work with and you all kind of understand each other whether or not yeah. you're on the exact same page or not, uh, it enriches the music so much. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
Well, because it's, it's getting other people's input too, right? And they're taking that personal thought or message or whatever you want to call it and, and adding to it with their own yeah, feelings and ideas. Yeah, interpreting and stuff. it yeah. in their own way, in a way that you would never think of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
So does that idea of, of kind of nervousness about putting something that personal out there, now that you've been doing this for, for, for as long as you have, is that still there? Like if you write a new song, do you still have that kind of twinge of like, this is personal, I don't know if I want people to hear it? Or are you totally cool with just putting it out there? Uh, there's definitely some songs that I write just to get them out. Okay, okay. Um, whether they're too, like, there's, there's, yeah, sometimes you just have to, like, that's my method of, of getting out my feelings. And sure. Sometimes I write a song and then I realize how I'm, that I'm feeling like that during the writing process. Sure, sure. Um, but I think for the most part, I, I don't feel super, like, I, I try to embrace everything that, that is me, right? Okay, okay. Uh, so... Um, when I give a song to someone, it doesn't actually, like, it's, it's not a reflection on me that if someone else doesn't like it or if they right. don't understand it, Right. but it is, I do, I really appreciate other people's input, um, more so now than ever. Okay. Um, and is that just a comfort level over time kind of thing or, or do you feel like maybe you are getting better at the songwriting and at kind of putting those messages out there? So it's is it, I don't I'm not sure I'm, I'm yeah. putting ideas in your head <laughs> but you know what I mean right like is is it just a matter of time and just experience or do you think it's just that you have kind of improved the way you're able to to put the message out there or put those feelings out there um I think it's probably like a mixture of things uh there's definitely um like a lack of self-consciousness in me sure, now sure. uh that I'm able to kind of just be who I am without questioning whether someone else is going to accept that. Okay. And that was kind of what held me back for so long. And so that's what I always fight against and always lean into um, being, trying to push myself into like more of a discomfort zone or like past where I would normally um, go in terms of being vulnerable. Okay. Um, But also, yeah, I think... I've re- I, I really love some of the songs I've written, um, but if I think that those are the best songs I've ever written, like it's almost like don't, there's no point in writing anymore. So I hope right. that I have, right. I, I hope that I improve. It's like, oh, and then it's like anything, every really, new yeah. song is my new favorite song. So it's kind of hard to get a little bit of like distance from that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So when you, uh, how many releases do you have out now? You have, you have a, a few, a few things online, right? you got a, a bunch of singles, first of all, and then you have also these an EP. Yeah, we have an EP. We have well, I have two EPs. Okay. Um, one from twenty fourteen, and then one from last Recently, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, last fall uh, or this spring. There was like a soft release in the fall, and then it was okay. like a full online release in the spring. Okay, I think uh, I remember hearing about that at the time. Yeah. 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 Um, and and then we have a Christmas song, and that's it. Right. That's okay. it. Yeah, okay. just the Christmas song is what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's just kind of cool. I actually I've seen a few local artists doing Christmas songs here and there over the years, and it's kind of awesome because it's it seems like it's such a hokey thing to do, but hey. it's also really fun to hear a new Christmas song. Cause... Yes. Have you heard um, my favorite one? Local one is Mizan Scene's Christmas song. It's so yeah, it's pretty catchy. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I almost think someone needs to make. Well, there was a, a punk Christmas album of local bands that came oh, out last really? year. I think oh, we need more of that awesome. stuff because it's just it's goofy and. Yeah. I love cheesy. I love being cheesy. I love that like. Yeah. Yeah, just good feelings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's corny, but it's also like a good corny. It's not like no one's cringing at it. They're just happy. Right, they're, yeah. yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. It's interesting you were saying before about kind of the um, 
the catharsis and everything of putting feelings into song because when I was listening to your stuff, and this I'm gonna be way off here, but my interpretation of what I was hearing was that even if you weren't necessarily singing about something super happy, it always sounded happy to me. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a quality to your voice, like. It, my lack of like formal musical training is going to betray me here, but like it, it seems like a lot of the time when someone's singing, sort of the way they, they, they resolve a line, like the way a line ends, can either go one way or the other, and yours always seem to go up, if that yeah. makes sense. It, it's, it's just like, it always seems to, yeah, it's cheery, just, even if it's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if, that, if that's something that, that sounds accurate to you, but that's, that's what I heard when I was... I like that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I never thought of that, but I do tend to go up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I that that sounds really nice, actually. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> glad you were like, fuck you. But no, I'm sure there is like an actual technical term for what I'm trying to explain. But yeah, you seem to get what I'm talking about. So that's yes. good. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I I was trained classically okay. as I as I grew up. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to I did go to the U of M for jazz for two years okay. and okay. then quit. So you have a bunch of that formal stuff then. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I do have formal training and then going to theater school was where I actually think I found my, my voice okay, okay. as it is now and like figured out how to actually use it. Um, but yeah, I always, I'm, because I'm so trained, it's hard for me to kind of uh, fall, I guess, get, get away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so every moment to me has like meaning an impact and I try to squeeze as much as I can yeah. out of it. And I also don't want to depress myself or anyone else. Sure, sure. Even though, yeah, I guess a lot of the songs I would say on the last EP are are really have they talk about difficult things yeah. in my life. But there's I think the underlying positivity is that when I was recording that album I was coming out of a difficult time okay. and coming into a much better okay. kind of time. So, so that maybe shines through whether it was intentional or not? Yeah, I okay. think so. I was enjoying life when yeah, I, was, yeah. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well no, I thought it was cool because I mean a lot of the time when people are trying to sing something that I think has a deep personal meaning to them, they tend to go the opposite direction. They tend to make it kind of more brooding almost you know and yes. it's like very uh trying to let out release the demons kind of thing right yeah and even if the song is generally positive it seems like doing that can come across as a lot more emotional mm-hmm. but you're doing the opposite and it also comes across as emotional so <laughs> something something's working there right yeah yeah well i did i i did spend like most of the bedroom time like the time that i spent writing in my bedroom yeah. writing really sad slow songs okay okay like that um there's one song on the ep called sleep and it's like six minutes long but when i first wrote it it was like eight minutes long and it was like 60 bpm oh wow (laughs) and it was much 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 sadder and uh part of part of what i why everything is sounding a little bit more poppy a little bit more upbeat is because i wasn't very happy when i was writing those songs okay okay and now I've become I've become happier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that I guess it just comes through. Cool, that's cool. Yeah. Are you? Um, I mean, the last one came out uh, last year. Are you working on a follow up to that yet, or is that? Yeah. Um. I'm well. I'm working on some new music that's going to come out in the spring. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, it's actually almost. It's uh, all done. We're being recorded. We're just kind of getting it mixed and mastered now. Cool. 
So yeah, I'm really excited to put some new music out. I'm hoping to do a bunch of shows in the spring as well. Maybe some traveling. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if that, those are already in the bag, right? They're already recorded. And, and those two, yeah. So when you, this is just something I like asking people because I find I get a lot of totally different answers depending on on the artist. Mm-hmm. But you know, th- those songs obviously they were written a while back. If you've already recorded them and everything, is there a point where you feel like you will get? I don't want to say sick of those songs because they're old and you're working on new stuff, I'm sure, all the time. But do you think that because this, is, this isn't coming up till the spring, you've sort of lived with these songs for so long <laughs> and now you've recorded them a while back as well. Like, do they do they get tired? Do you feel like maybe once this gets released, that's not, you know, now you've gone to another thing? Or? Um, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> like, are you going to be kind of sick of doing them and want to just get them off? And Well, okay. So I think it goes in waves for me. Okay. Um Usually when I first write a song it, I'm uh, and I, it's done and I think it's a good song, it's like I'm in love with it. Okay. I can't stop listening to it. I listen to it over and over. That sounds very... No, no, no. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like obsessed with it. Um, and then I start working on it with other musicians and I start I start to get annoyed with it. Okay. I start to get frustrated and, and I get... Um, I get like, oh, I, I won't listen to it for a couple of weeks, and then I'll come back to it and be like, oh yeah, it is actually good. <laughs> cool. I do like this song. Okay, let me listen to it fifty more times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like right now, I think I'm in a period where I won't be listening to them until they start coming out. Like, okay. So it's like they'll be new again. Yeah, it's fresh. So that'll for be you really again. nice because yeah. I'm writing a bunch right now, so um, I'm I'm focused on other songs in terms of what I'm hearing. Sure. So sure. it's kind of nice. And it's, it is, it does, it does, you kind of have to find new life in your songs. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to play them again after they, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. For yeah. Sure. If you want to keep being a good performer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, otherwise it gets boring for you and then people hear that in the exactly. audience. Right? They'll, they'll know that you're yeah. not into it. So yeah. So I do different things on stage to keep me occupied with, not keep me occupied, but keep me involved in what's happening. Okay. And, yeah. That's cool, yeah.
So just to kind of go back to one of the questions I had right at the beginning about mm -hmm. sort of where you fit in, in the music scene, now that you're established in the local music scene and you've been doing this project for, for a number of years, where do you think you fit now? I mean, the music community in Winnipeg is so deep and vast and, and it's awesome, but there's so many little sub-scenes and, and they all intersect with each other. Like, are there other artists that you feel like you kind of have a good fit with or a kinship with, whether they play the same kind of music as you or not? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I feel like there's, like, a girl gang in Winnipeg, okay. kind of. sure, yeah, yeah. It's, like, there's there's me, there's Begonia, there's, like, uh, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, both of them have done amazingly well. Oh, yeah. They're killing it. I was just at a Rihanna show, and her projections are incredible. I've never seen her live, but I've seen video of it, and it looks awesome, yeah. Now is a really great time to see her, because she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Before she gets too big, right? Exactly. Tickets are still 20 bucks. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, And then there's, like, Kenzie Jane, who's, like, this really up-and-coming musician. Um, The singer from... Oh. Oh. Uh. Shit. Pardon me. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a podcast. It's <laughs> okay. everyone. Yeah. Um, like Ami Chun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of women, and we all kind of, I mean, like, I feel like they're, we, we are all in, like, this little unspoken club. Okay. okay. Um, and we're all making different types of music, but we all kind of got, have each other's backs. And, That's cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, Courtney, Kresbach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they all have big voices, too. They do, yeah. So it's like a bunch of... And I feel like like when I first started, I felt like I was just surrounded by a sea of men. I, I could see that, and yeah. And I was yeah. playing with a lot a lot of shows where I was the only girl. Okay. Um, and that has changed really quickly. It's really cool how many female like musicians yeah. and and songwriters are coming up uh, in Winnipeg. It's yeah, it's really great exciting. To, great to see. Like I remember when I used to play shows all the time when I was, you know, like 18, 17, whatever... We'd be on a there'd be a bill with like ten punk bands and then there'd be a girl playing acoustic music at the beginning and that would be it and there would be all dudes right and like oh, God. <laughs> that's ten ten punk bands full of dudes who are uh, teenagers it can get pretty old quick it was it was nice to have that opener pretty playing. smelly yeah, in oh, there yeah, in a basement you know but it was always nice to have the opener because it would be something different and it wouldn't be long enough you know what I mean it would be just yeah. like she plays a couple songs with the acoustic guitar and then goes sits in the back and it's, right, it's nice right. to see that it's not always the case anymore because yeah yeah you need I think that variety of sounds too I mean you know a bunch of dudes in Winnipeg can kind of sound samey <laughs> like yeah, after, even absolutely. if they play different genres because there's yeah yeah and especially if it's like all, a lot of white dudes you're getting a yep. lot of the same types of perspectives yep. yeah and a lot of the same influences because they yeah. probably grew up in the music scene like probably all grew up knowing each other too totally. and hanging out yeah i didn't have a i did not have a built-in music scene crowd yeah. when i grew up it was like all my friends were into top 40s. Yeah. Well, it's actually interesting, to I think, to have people like like you who, come, who are not part of that. Because, like, for me, you know, I started playing in bands when I was in, like, 95. I was in grade 7. Right. And a lot of my friends to this day are people I, I grew up playing in bands with. And, like, we're all just a bunch of, like, you know, inching up to 40 white dudes yeah. who listen to punk rock. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I don't necessarily know if our perspective is, needs to be heard anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's it's cool to it's cool to have someone who comes from the outside who doesn't have that built-in baggage almost of I played in this band with these five people and then this five people and we just all mixed together seven times. You know? Yeah. And it's just something completely fresh and, and without yeah. having that background. So it's yeah. the background is nice and it's nice to have that kind of ongoing group of friends that the music scene creates. But yeah, it's it's cool to have a, a totally fresh person come in. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, when I first started, it was definitely interesting uh, breaking into like the scene because I like deliberately had to go out and meet people because I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know who the bookers were in town. I didn't know who was in bands. Yeah. So it was kind of all brand new, and it is weird getting into a crowd where everyone's known each other for ten years. Yeah. Because most of them have been in each other's bands. Yeah. Because Winnipeg is so incestuous. Like, yeah. it's, every, the music scene is it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was pretty strange. But uh, everyone is pretty nice. So yeah, yeah, that helps, right? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty easy to get in, too, yeah. if you're also nice. Yeah, that helps, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a jerk, you kind of get ostracized pretty quick. Yeah. 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 
Do you think that, that sonically, though, I mean, I, you know, you mentioned the, the girl gang, and I, I can see right. some similarities maybe with a few of them, sonically. but do you think that sonically there's there's other artists who kind of fit in the same, I don't want to say specific genre as you, but like same category, I guess, locally? Uh, well, I know she moved away, but Celsi, I would say. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, like, I don't necessarily listen to the type of music that I play. Okay, no, that's cool, yeah. Uh, or I do, I guess, but I don't know, yeah. Well, maybe a better way of going about that question then is, what kind of shows do you fit in at? I mean, like... I can't imagine you playing opening a metal show, right? No, right, but right, right. I don't think it would be too much of a stretch for you to play a folk show. Okay. Because it's a singer-songwriter thing. I mean, sonically, no, it's different. Yeah. But because it's, you know, you don't have, like, an eight-piece band. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's right. relatively small on stage, and it can be. I mean, I'm sure you can also make it crazy and, and fun, but you know what I mean, right? Like, the... Or or just like a with with a bunch of electronic music, I could see maybe depending on the type of electronic music, you could yes. fit in with the synthy aspects of it. Yeah. Or you could play you know a show with a, with a with a soul revival right, band right, or something, right. right? So like, do you think there's a, a spot for you, or are you just sort of floating? Mostly where I get placed is with indie pop, indie rock. Yeah, I didn't and... even mention that. That makes sense too. <laughs> yeah, and and indie electronic okay, okay. artists. Never, I don't usually get, like, we don't usually get paired with DJs, but yeah. like Joanne Pollock. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Like, we just opened for Close Talker. Oh, cool. Uh, we play, who do we play a lot with? Like, we often get paired with, um, or we used to get paired with French Press all the time when okay. she was living yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. And Mise en Scene. Um, Jay Woods, another one yeah, that I think we I would really that. go well with. For yeah. sure, yeah. We've played a few shows with them. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that's kind of where we lie in the in the scene. I don't okay. know, necessarily think we have, like, a ton of bands that sound the same as ours. Or, like, sound are in our genre. Yeah. Well, you're not as easy to place, I don't think. It's not like, yeah. this is a hardcore band, or this is a country band. No. Like, there's, there's a few things going on. Like, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Jay Wood's an interesting one, though. I can see, see that being a cool show, yeah. Yes. Because they're doing, like, mixing funk with weird electronic sounds and, and yeah, indie rock. And, so yeah, so cool. Super cool, yeah. 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 They also live here, in this building. Oh, really? I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so many people live in this building. It's, it's wild. crazy. <laughs> um, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I've, I've, had, uh, I've had Jeremy on the show a few times. Yeah, he's and great. Super fun interview, too, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so... If people are hearing about you for the first time on this show or have heard of you before and want to find out more information, what's the best way for them to check out your music? Um, well, we're on all the streaming services, so you can do that. Or you can buy our stuff at Bandcamp. Okay. Um, pretty easy to find. Bandcamp.com slash Atlas Music, I think. Or maybe it's the other way around. Atlas Music slash Bandcamp.com. I think both ways might work. I think Bandcamp yeah, is one of those Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> Whichever yeah. <laughs> one you like the Experiment, most. Experiment, yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp's, Bandcamp's where we want you to buy our music from. Yeah, it will make sense, right? You get directly from the artist, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, we have a bundle. You can pay what you can for all of our, my whole collection. Oh, cool. Um, I think it's on there. Uh, and um, in terms of social media, I'm really active on Twitter and, yeah. and on Instagram. So okay. follow me there. That's the good stuff. Is any of your stuff available in physical form or is it all digital? It's not available in physical form, and I think I'm going to start doing that in in the new year yeah. with the new releases. Oh, cool. Hopefully, okay. uh, what, what form that will take, I'm not sure, because it's only two songs. Right. So I'm looking at an alternative. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah thinking about um, some other ways of doing that, but I do want to start releasing uh, physical music. Cool. 
Do you do you listen to physical music, or are you mainly a digital person at this point? I would say I'm more digital, but I think it's I think what we what I do is not just appealing to like a younger crowd. Sure. I think there's a bit of crossover into an older crowd, so that's the crowd that that listens to physical. And then yeah. there's like collectors' items like tapes, totally, like yeah. vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Although vinyl for a lot of people is just so out of reach money wise because it costs so much to. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to, to print it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive. I mean, it's everyone wants it, but... It's, yes, it's, and it's very time-consuming. Time it takes a long time to get your order. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas tapes, you could just sit in a bedroom and hit record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad, glad to hear that, because I'm definitely one of those old people who, you know, still never gave up the physical media, so... Right. It's always nice to hear... I, I always like to ask, because I want to know if I can eventually get a tape or a CD or something, so... I... I... I want to say yes next year. <laughs> cool. It is happening. Okay, awesome. Cool. Well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, uh, all 400 and whatever episodes are available for free on the streaming at witchpolice.com. Or you can uh, you know, find, find it all on your favorite podcast app of choice. Um, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight to 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get kind of a boost a few months after they come on podcast form. So it's, what, December now? Might not show up on the radio till May or something. But it's cool because at that point, you'll have new stuff out probably, and Ooh. people can just go from wherever they listen to the radio at midnight on a Sunday and just go download it and buy it. So, Please do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's the podcast. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Thanks for having me. You know I don't want